Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Welcome, everybody, to the show. It's so nice to have you here today. This is Sandy Weiner, and I am the founder and chief love officer at Last First Date. I am the host of Last First Date Radio, which is an acclaimed show about achieving healthy, off-the-charts love in the second half of life. We have a fabulous show coming up for you today. I'm going to be speaking with motivational speaker and unconditional love coach, Judith Costa, about how to fall in love with yourself in order to find true love, in order to find your soulmate. So we're going to talk a little bit about what soulmate means and why it's so important to have self-love. And boy, do I resonate with this topic as I am a dating coach for women over 40 who often are missing a lot of self-love, and that is such a key part of the work I do as well. And right now I am planning my first live retreat, which is called the Woman of Value Live Retreat. It's going to be in Stamford, Connecticut, November 2nd through the 4th. And we're going to be working for two and a half days on self-love, self-worth, and how to gain the confidence and love to open your heart to a man. So this is for women only and women over 40. But I'm super excited because I'm also going to be able to bring a lot of my creativity to the table. I'm an artist, and I love using art as a way to release some of the inner stuff and, and that we, we keep bottled in because when we use our conscious brain, we often will sabotage ourselves. And when we use our unconscious brain, we really bring out the core gifts that we have, the true, the true light that we have inside. And so that's why I love to do this kind of really deep inner work with people while they're having fun. So look for that on my website, lastfirstdate.com. It's going to come, come live probably any day now. I'm working on the last final touches. And if you want to be put on the list, because I'm limiting it to 20 women, if you want to be put on that list, please email me, sandy at lastfirstdate.com, and let me know so you'll be on the top of the list when it gets released. Also, if you are finding that you keep having dating issues, you're not finding love, you are dating the same person over and over again with a different face, um, you might want to grab a copy of my free dating guide. It's available on my homepage at lastfirstdate.com. And it is the top three mistakes that midlife daters make and how you can turn them around to find love now. And not only will you get three tips, you'll actually get tips Uh, I think 11 tips. Um, I just decided to keep giving tips to people because there's so many cute little tips that you can do that are so easy and so easy to implement. I mean, I think a lot of people think this is really hard, hard work, and it's it's not as hard as you think. Uh, Okay, so let's talk about Judith Costa, our special guest. She is an unconditional love coach, a seminar leader and speaker with a master's in psychology and psychotherapy. She helps people overcome their inner blocks to love and find true love. 
She uses different techniques such as coaching, the Akashic Records, past life regression, astrology, and dream interpretation. She has been researching about soulmates for more than 15 years, and her work involves teachings about what is a real soulmate connection, how to improve your self-love, and how to manifest the kind of relationship that we all want. Judith offers workshops and retreats all around the world. Welcome to the show, Judith. Hi, Sandy. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Thank you. So let's talk about soulmates. I actually used to have a tagline. It was from first date to soulmate, and I got rid of it (laughs) because I had trouble with the word soulmate. Um, I think what happens is often people think there is one person in your life who is your true soul connection, and that's it. And when you run out of chances, you know, you're, you're done. You either never find that person or, or you find them and now they're gone and now you're all washed up. So um, so tell us what your interpretation of soulmate is. Oh, yes, and thank you for the question because the word soulmate has been very bad use and nobody really knows exactly what does it mean and what happened to you happened to a lot of people even when people attend my workshop, How to Find Your Soulmate. I told them if the, the word soulmate is too much for you, then just change it for the true partner, the, the right relationship for you. Why? Because a soulmate is not, is not only a person. You have more than one soulmate. Usually you meet from three to five, but there are different kinds of connections. It's not only a romantic partner. It can be a sibling. Usually parents are not, but it can be your best friend. Even, even pets travel with us through time. Because a soulmate is someone that shares with you a connection of unconditional love. Uh, is your eternal partner. But if you want to find your soulmate, you have to become the kind of person you want to be with. Uh, I think there is Deepa Chopra that says that the secret of attraction is, is to love yourself. Why? Because with this vibration, it's easy to become a magnet of love and to find your soulmate. And it's not as complicated as people think. Even if you are living in, in different corners of the world, the universe will put you together. Soulmates have a previous agreement of uh, meeting at a certain point in their lives to help each other, not only to share their love, to help each other to grow. Soulmates c- seem to have like a kind of the key of the heart of the other person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's such an, ama- an amazing connection, but it gives you a beginning of the relationship that is just totally different from any other thing you have experienced, but... After that, you, you also have to take care of the relationship and be present and, and be there for the other person. We are all humans, and even if uh, soulmates don't care about the partner or cannot make the relationship work, uh, um, things can happen between them, no? It's, it's not uh, mm-hmm. easy, but it's, it's such a, a connection, a, a deep communication, and it's not something that you can create. It's rather a divine grace. I mean, you are soulmates and and that's all. But uh, it's possible to find your soulmate more than possible. Uh, I have done Mm -hmm. it and I'm not more intelligent or wiser than anyone that is listening right now. And if I can Mm -hmm. do it, everyone can do it. So that's a beautiful interpretation of soulmate. And I actually agree with most of what you said. Um, (laughs) The the word unconditional is a trigger word for me. But I do believe that... Um, that 
my friendships have been soulmate connections. Um, I believe some of the men in my life have been soulmates. And I also believe that you have to love yourself. The more you love yourself, the more you can even recognize your soulmate. Um, yeah, so before I get into the unconditional word, because that's, that's something I really want to talk with you about, um, I wanted to read Elizabeth Gilbert's interpretation of a soulmate, because I posted oh. this to my <laughs> Facebook group, and I, I would love to hear your thoughts, but for anybody yes. who's not familiar, I just want to read it really quickly here. Yes, please. She says, people think a soulmate is your perfect fit, and that's what everyone wants, but a true soulmate is a mirror. The person who shows you everything that's holding you back, the person who brings you to your own attention so you can change your life. A true soulmate is probably the most important person you'll ever meet because they tear down your walls and smack you awake. But to live with a soulmate forever? Nah, too painful. Soulmates, they come into your life just to reveal another layer of yourself to you and then leave. A soulmate's purpose is to shake you up, tear apart your ego a little bit, Show your obstacles and addictions, break your heart open so new light can get in, make you so desperate and out of control that you have to transform your life and then introduce you to your spiritual master. What are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I have this quote also on my workshop, and I believe that most of it is true. Uh, She just has a pessimistic view on soulmates that I don't share. And there is another mm-hmm. author that also says false uh, soulmates. And this is what I think that she's talking about. It's not that a relationship between soulmates is perfect, not at all. Uh, what you read is totally true. It's the person that knows you at a deep level, that has this, this key of your heart. And because of the love that you share together, you are able to transform your life because of the deep connection. Only love has mm-hmm. the power to do this for you. Uh, when yeah. there are trouble in relationships, people don't want to stay there. They break up, they leave, they divorce. With soulmates, it's just a little bit different. It's, it's just because of this love that you want to take your life to the next level. That's the reason why I was saying that they are not together, soulmates, just to share their love and have a happy ending uh, um, relationship. Uh, the reason why we establish relationships is because they are laboratories of the spirit. We learn through relationships, and soulmates are not an exception, not at all. But let me tell you that they have something different, and there is a definition of Thomas Moore where he explains uh, what is a soulmate, that he said that to share your life with a soulmate will enrich your life beyond measure. I have interviewed for my book a lot of people that have been married with the person that they believe is the soulmate. I have done the comprobations through astrology or through other ways, uh, past life regression or the Kashic records, because I put all these tools together to help people to find or to be sure if they are in a soulmate relationship. And let me tell you that it's just a different story. But sometimes we are not ready for this kind of love. As you said, the word mm-hmm. unconditional it's too much. Sometimes it's, it's just a lot of weight. Unconditional means without boundaries, without trying to control or possess or to change the other person, without conditions. Loving the other person as it is. And this is the path of love. And unconditional love is the, is the master, is the PhD. And we are all through this path, walking and trying to understand 
and love is the it's the way we do that. Mhm. So I like your interpretation of unconditional. Um, here's here's where people have a problem with the word. Um, so when it comes to my children, for example, um, I'm not going to not love them when they misbehave. I love them unconditionally, whether they're good or bad, because I love them because they are. They exist. <laughs> they yes. That's enough. You know, it's not okay for them to be misbehaving all the time, but it doesn't make me love them less. It makes me maybe not like them so much. But um, I think when it comes to marriage, for example, and you think that you're with somebody who's who's right for you, the right partner, and um, that person betrays your trust, that person cheats on you, betrays you, that's a condition that they um, violated, a condition of your union. So in that respect, I think there are conditions. I think what happens is people see that word and they think, well, I have to love them no matter what. And even when they treat me horribly and even when they do terrible things, I have to love them. And so, and it, and it goes for abuse in any situation. I think that there's a lot of confusion out there about the obligation of a child to a parent who's abusive, for example. You know, go into a church or a synagogue and speak to the priest or the rabbi about the problem you're having with your parent, and often they'll say, but the Bible says you have to love your parent no matter what. So I think there are Can conditions. I, yeah, I just yeah. would love to hear what you have to say about that. Yeah, no, it's very important what you describe, and, and I will be happy to clarify because I mm-hmm. think that we are coming back to the beginning of the conversation in terms of self-love. Let me say that a relationship, for me, is when two individuals that already love themselves share the love that they already have. And why I say this? Because what you are describing is to remain in a, in a relationship that maybe it's not good for you, not being uh, strong enough or, or rely on yourself to see something outside the relationship, or rely more in religion than in yourself. Then loving yourself is a big concept that includes so many different things. And one of it is to set up boundaries. Your first responsibility is to love yourself. And what make, will make you happy is not to have a partner, is to love yourself no matter what. Happiness and self-love are intimately connected. Then... Of course, there are conditions, as you said. I totally agree with you. But also, when you love yourself, when you have this sense of being there for you, being your best friend, your relationships change totally. You -hmm. become less needy. You enter less in drama. You disagree less with your partners because you are not arguing all the time. You become less critical and controlling, you rely more on other people, and things shift in a way that you cannot ever, ever imagine before. And why I say this, because I have been going through the process. In my first marriage, I was the first one that I was abandoning myself in the relationship. And it's not the other person's fault. I, I, I did. I did that. The reason why I'm teaching about self-love is because I didn't have it. And I had to learn. I had to build the base. 
on that. And a lot of us, and I see this in my clients, whatever tool we use in a birth chart, in astrology, uh, looking at what happened in their past, didn't have childhoods where parents were supported or they come from a family that they were dysfunctional or they had bad experiences in love, breakups, disappointments, betrayals. But let me say that this is the past and that you can build a different future. I rely you can. Mm-hmm. Why? Because in the moment you establish this inner joy, this love for yourself that doesn't depend on the external circumstances, that it's there, as you describe, uh, for your children, the same way. You become less judgmental with others. But not only that, we are all energy. Then we don't attract what we want, we say. We attract just the people and the experiences that matches with our beliefs, with our kind of energy. Then mm-hmm. this love for yourself would put you in a higher vibration, this higher energy, with what comes into your life will be totally different. Then forget abusive relationships. Forget the same pattern again and again. When you invest time in knowing who you are, what is holding you back, and what is not working, when you let go and forgive, starting with yourself, your life changed incredibly. Couldn't agree with you more. (laughs) That's so much of the work I do, and it also came from the same place of being in my marriage. Yep. I just totally can relate to everything you just said. I, And it's so true for so many that um, I spoke last night for a small group of women, and most of them spoke from fear and defensiveness. And actually the first thing I asked them to do was describe what a healthy relationship looks like to you. And they had such beautiful words to say about partnership and communication and attraction and and really letting go of some false idea of relationship. And then when I asked them their beliefs about men, men are only interested in sex, only interested in younger women. They they are insecure. They don't know how to communicate. They're this, they're that. And how about you? How are you in relationship? I'm really afraid, afraid of rejection. I'm petrified. I'm going to be alone. I And it doesn't match where what there's a big gap between what you want and where you are and what your beliefs mm-hmm. are and so they attract over and over again these emotionally unavailable people they don't connect with people at that higher vibration of energy and this work is so critical and and people don't realize it you know i i think my whole life i was told something of this nature about loving yourself first but it didn't really sink in until <laughs> until my divorce <laughs> yeah me too me too i had to search for my answers and and you're totally right this 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 work is critical because i hope that when i got divorced uh, there was a soulmate workshop out there that can teach me all of mm-hmm. these things that i had to learn on, on my way and and it's about changing your beliefs to see the world differently you don't have to wait that the world change. You can start doing it by yourself. And again, uh, rely rely on love. Believe in love. Love is not the guilty one. A relationship may end, but love is always there available for you. Yeah, people don't see it when it ends, but that's a beautiful way to look at it. Um, can you share, I'd love to get some practical exercises for people to actually start this process because it's 
you know, it's probably for a lot of people listening, it just sounds like a lot of words. Like, sure, how do I just believe in love? I've been hurt. I'm so shut down. I'm so afraid of getting hurt again. And actually, before you go there, I want to say that I have a friend who just started a podcast, and she was interviewing a guy, and at the end he said, I am looking for a woman who will who can break my heart. And he said, <laughs> not because I want her to break my heart, but I want to love her so much that it's possible. And <laughs> I want to be so vulnerable yeah. with her. It was so beautiful, the way yes. he just opened his heart up like that. So, So tell us. How can people start this process? What's one thing they can do today? Uh, one thing that you can do uh, is to figure out that you have to prepare yourself for the arrival of this person. Then the most important thing is to be sure that the doors of your heart are open. I have seen so many clients that even consciously they want a relationship they, they even register in the worship or come from a private session, but the heart is locked and they have thrown the key into the sea. Then just visualize yourself opening the doors of your heart. Uh, and really do, do some inner work, journaling, reflection, uh, meditation. Just sit and think and visualize how the doors of your heart are open because there has to be a flow of love. Love has to go, be able to go out of you. And in, a, in order to, to recognize the special partner that you are looking for, love has to arrive to you. Then it seems silly, but something like that can change totally. Mm, I and like that. Also, make a list. Make a list of people that you want to forgive. And don't forget to include yourself in the list. Because mm. after a divorce or a, or a betrayal or, or something happened in our relationship, we can be angry, and, and we have the right to do that. But you know what happens when you go angry, when in the moment you, you hear the voice of your ex and your stomach hurts, what you are going to attract is someone that is still in the same stage. Then just be sure that you make yourself ready by forgiving anyone, now or in the past, not only past lovers or ex, also parents or friends, any situation that is affecting the idea that you have about love, and let it go. You can just put the list on the fire and send it to the universe and release this energy. You don't forgive because you are a good person. You forgive because you want to move on. You want to be free, free to find love again. Mm. And I think that the most important is to love yourself. And how you do that? By asking yourself a question. And it's in front of every decision, big or small, check with yourself. Ask yourself, what is the best choice for me now? Put yourself first. Don't sacrifice yourself. Make yourself happy. Because happiness and this self-love is what will make you be a magnet of love. And then you will attract easily a partner. No eternal dating and going through the process. No more suffering. Mm. Such important work. And that stopping to ask yourself that question is 
so key, and it's. Uh, I had people raise their hands last night, and um, I, I asked them, "Who here is a people pleaser?" Mm-hmm. And probably yeah. half the group, at least. I mean, I think they all, most of them are. I certainly spent most of my life answering to other people's needs and not my own. And we have been fed the wrong message throughout our lives that caring for yourself is selfish. Yes. And it's so not selfish. It's critical. It's crucial. It's and enough. when you, it is, it's, you know, everything you're saying about taking care of your own needs and not being needy, um, you know, taking care of your emotions so that you can express them and, and do it calmly and clearly just changes. Every single person in your life will respond to you differently, and some of them will not be in your life anymore, and that's okay. I can't agree more with you. That's, that's a wonderful way of, of saying that. Mm. So thank you. Um, all right, so we know how to, a little bit about loving yourself more, and we know about what a soulmate is and what unconditional love is. And um, so what do you think is the, is the key, the main thing that holds people back from finding love? Well, it's a collection. The first number one will be the lack of self-love. The, the second one will be the forgiveness. Uh, because unless we forgive, we are stuck in that moment in time with that events happen. Uh, we are living in the past. And this is the third category. It's like complete your past. What, what do I mean uh, by that? It's that you have to see what is holding you back. And it's not that you have to go to your unconscious, but in the unconscious there are a lot of things stored, even from zero to seven, to seven years. You believe everything that anyone can tell you. And sometimes we continue living by rules or ideas that maybe your mother told you that all men are jerk, and you still believe that. And this is not true, mm-hmm. but you go by this rule. And in your mind, these things happen like this, then you create your reality. We have to understand the power of our mind and to see how are we using our mind uh, for our benefit or how we are sabotaging our efforts to find true love. There is a, a nice exercise that I do in the workshop, How to Find Your Soulmate, that goes about writing a list of your complaints in relationships. Because it's in that complaints where you can see what are your problems. We tend to blame others for what happened. But it's a moment to take responsibility for your life, not in this sense of, of being overwhelmed, uh, more thinking that, if you are responsible, you have, you have the solution in your hand. And little by little, looking at these different things that I mentioned, maybe not all of them affect you, uh, you discover that there is an unconscious pattern or there is a belief that is holding you back. Or maybe you made an agreement. Agreements can be carried through lifetimes. And that's the reason why I have tools uh, as uh, different as past life regression or the consultations of the Akashic Records. For those of you that you don't know what, the, what they are, the Akashic Records is like a virtual library out there that has, uh, contains the book of your soul, everything you are from the beginning of your soul, and all the information of everything that had happened to you, every experience, every thought is recorded. With your permission, we can uh, 
access to this information. And sometimes we, we find out that there are promises, that, that there are people with whom we have karmic relationships, uh, and the universe will give us opportunities to heal these relationships. And always think that whatever happened in your past doesn't need to create your future, that you are free to change your life any moment, whenever mm. you want, whenever you are ready to start doing that. Even just knowing that you have that ability to, and the power to change your life is very empowering for people, and often people feel they have no power and no control. Yeah. Um, somebody, somebody's calling in, so I'm going to unmute them and see what question they have. Okay. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, how you doing? My name is Black Gladiator. I'm calling from out of Washington, D.C. Um, I had some okay. questions for the coach. Okay, go ahead. Um, Hi. Um, I want to tell you my situation, and then from there I'm going to, you know, um, see what you say. But my situation is um, I'm very a spiritual person. I'm very, very spiritual. You know, I'm a... Um, I'm also a dating coach myself, but at the same point in time, I got into a relationship with a woman, and what happened was um, we had bright promises in the relationship, but they soon faded away, and we ended up getting into an argument. I I believe that she was trying to break up with me because I didn't have enough money to support her, and I... I got angry, so I had negative pictures of her, and I sent it to um, her mom, which is terrible. And me and her mom got into an argument, hmm. and um, I broke up. I broke up with her. You know, we broke up that day, but I made a mistake before I even learned what my mistake was. You know, um, I just was acting out of anger and not out of yeah. A sense of consciousness. So what 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 do I do in a situation where, though, you know, I really want her back in my life, but you know, I, I don't know what what it is that I can do. What, what advice could you give me on um, as a, getting as a coach? <laughs> I will yeah. turn this this question to you and asking you what will you do differently if you will have the opportunity. But let me give you uh, my opinion. First of all, thank you for sharing, for opening your heart, and to to share with us what happened to you. And I think that it's a moment to first forgive yourself and forgive her for what happened. And second, that if there is love, there is always a way. But most important than that, uh, understand that if the relationship is not for you, so many people are af- afraid of rejection, sometimes you, you need uh, to know it as soon as possible. And you mentioned something about you not having enough money. Uh, this is something that comes from you. You don't have the confirmation. You haven't asked her. And it's important that you you go back to the relationship and see honestly how 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 it was working. And if you really want to come back to the relationship and you think that you can heal everything that happened between you, give yourself the opportunity. But first, think that. You cannot blame others for what happened. You have to be responsible for your own emotions. I hope mm-hmm. this helps. Yes. Um, 
is is it is it is there um I got in an argument with her mother. Do you have any advice for me on how do I approach her mother? Always with the respect and and being humble. Uh, I don't know anything about the argument that you had and it's very difficult for me. But again, uh forgiveness always works. It's it's a way to clean the air between two people and and yes, I think that you have whatever it happens, whatever forget who has the reason here, you have to approach her and try to make the things even if you don't come back together. Don't accumulate anything. Just uh try to ask your heart what it's the best what it's the best that you can do. Because the heart has all the answers. I hope we will have more time to continue talking. Yes, this we actually are out of time, but thank you so much for calling in, and I wish you the thank best you. of luck. And uh, really, it's it's not an easy situation, but I think Judith gave you some great advice. Yeah, it was great advice. Thank you so much. Thank you so okay, much. Okay, thanks. All the best. All right, Judith, that was um, that was wonderful, and and unfortunately yes. we are out of time. So if you can let people know how they can find you if they would like to learn more or connect with you. Yes, they can go to my uh, website uh, where all the information about the sessions and the workshops is there. It's uh, www.judith, J-U-D-I-T-H-M, as in Mary, Costa, C-O-S-T-A dot com, Judith M. Costa, or send me an email, judithmcosta at hotmail dot com. I will be happy to help you and to help you with anything related with relationships to find true love or to figure out how you can improve your life. Awesome. Well, thank you. This has been really a lovely, touching half hour spent with you today. And um, go continue to do your beautiful work out there. Thank you for being on the show. Okay, thank you. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.